I am Nick Hodge, co-owner and publisher at Digest Publishing and Daily Profit Cycle. I am without my partner, co-host, editor, and investor Gerardo Del Real. We both wish you a new year and we'll get back to our regularly scheduled program next week. This is episode 250 of Investing in Bizarro World and I'm going to talk exclusively about private placements this week um, in the form of frequently asked questions. I did a video like this eight years ago um, when I first started recommending private placements to accredited investors uh, and giving them access to deals that I was vetting for myself. And that video has gone on to um, garner tens of thousands of views and have people ask additional questions etc. And at the same time, um, it's been eight years. I have um, done over 100 private placements myself. I have gained knowledge and skills in the space, um, have recommended many successful deal deals since, and so has Gerardo. Um, some, some not so successful, but the idea with um, speculative investing via private placements is that um, the large outsized winners, of which there are several, um, far outweigh uh, the losers, and I'll talk a little bit about that as part of these private placement frequently asked questions. So first, and um, obviously, what is a private placement? A private placement is when you um, write a check or invest privately and directly into a company as opposed to buying shares on an exchange as you would typically do through a brokerage account from a listed company. Um, these are typically done in companies that are pre-revenue or pre-profitability, so they need additional capital um, to execute their business plan. You could call this venture capital investing, and indeed venture capital investing um, is a form of private investing. The private placements I'm talking about in this video and the type of private placements that I invest in and specialize in are, are private placements in companies that are already listed or that are going to be listed soon via some sort of plan, um, a three-cornered amalgamation, a reverse takeover, an IPO, a direct listing, et cetera. Uh, but they have a path to become public if they're not already public. And that's a big difference in some of the, these other private placements that you may have come across in your research and diligence and uh, research and video viewing. And that's uh, these are different from Regulation A or Regulation D, or crowdfunding deals um, that don't require you to be uh, an accredited investor and that aren't necessarily um, being done in public companies or even in companies that are going to go public. And so um, you really don't have a direct path to return of capital and capital appreciation. And so I don't mess with those sort of deals, right? When you take away the velvet rope um, and you let in everybody as those deals do, then there is no exclusivity. And I, of course, like the exclusivity that comes with private placements um, of which you, uh, you need to be an accredited investor to participate in. So <clears throat> how does a private placement work is the second question. Um, a company will announce, uh, tell the exchange that they intend to raise capital um, at what price, um, and then they will seek to raise that capital. They can do that a number of ways. They can do that through a broker. Um, it could be a brokered private placement uh, where a brokerage firm will take the whole allotment of shares uh, to be sold and um, sell them to their existing clients. 
um, or it could be on a non-brokered basis where the company is going to raise the money themselves through um, uh, either themselves, management is going to write checks or people close to them or existing investors, um, as well as other ways uh, to, to get a private placement done. But those are the two ways. And then um, you as an investor um, will fill out what's called uh, a subscription document or a subscription agreement. And you'll provide your information, um, where you want the shares sent, how many you're buying, um, check the box that you're an accredited investor, um, deliver that completed form back to the company because you're buying the shares directly from the company, remember, um, and then wire them the appropriate amount of funds based on how much uh, you're investing, which is entirely up to you, by the way. Um, and then they will send you the shares. You can have them sent to yourself or you can have them sent to your broker. More on that in a second. Um, do you have to be an accredited investor is the third question. Yes, you do have to be an accredited investor. And I am going to share my screen to talk you through that a little bit. Um, the SEC says that for you to be an accredited investor, you as an individual, you either have to have a net worth over $1 million, excluding your primary residence. That's either individually or with a spouse. Um, that's the net worth criteria, or there's an income criteria which says that you have to make over $200,000 individually or $300,000 with a spouse or partner in each of the prior two years and expect to make the same in the current year. And that makes you an accredited investor. You can see the definition there. Good. I'm glad it came up. But then there's other professional um, criteria as well. You could be um, a fund or you could be a family office um, or a director of a company. But um, for most intents and purposes, and certainly for mine, um, you're an individual, I'm an individual, and I meet these criteria here. So um, when you fill out the subscription documents, and, and this is important, I want to show you this as well by sharing my screen again, um, there'll be uh, the subscription documents that I just talked about. It's a packet of documents, you know, 20 to 40 pages long. Um, and one of the pages will be declaring that you are an accredited investor. So let me share my screen again and show you what that looks like. This is a subscription document or a subscription agreement for um, one that I recently did. And this is the particular page that talks about um, declaring that you are an accredited investor. So in the connection with the purchase of the units of this corporation, um, the undersigned is saying that um, they're going to be an accredited investor. And how do you do that? There's this whole list of things that I was just saying. Um, and for individual purposes, we're down here near the bottom. Um, what I was just telling you, you can have a net worth of $1 million, um, or you can make $200,000 in income as an individual, or $300,000 um, as a couple. And that will um, allow you to be uh, an accredited investor and participate in those deals. And what's important to note there is um, that the onus is on you, right? There um, isn't a, a widely a mechanism to uh, ensure uh, the validity of, of your checking that box. When I was getting started, um, as I tell people, um, I would check the box and participate in these placements um, and everything went smoothly and it's been 10 years and no one has asked any questions and I'm certainly an accredited investor now. So um, I'll let you read between the lines on that one. Um, why the next question here is why can private placements be so lucrative? Well, um, you just heard me talk about them as units. You're you're buying units in the company. That 
unit is typically a share. I mean, that share can, but not always, be priced below the market. So sometimes you're buying shares from the company um, that are priced below what they're trading at in the market. I'll give you just a theoretical or hypothetical example. You're investing in a stock that's trading at 25 cents in the market, and the company is uh, raising money at 20 cents. And so um, you're instantly up at five cents on your um, at 20 cents at shares that you're buying from the company. That's one reason they can they can be so lucrative. Another reason they can be so lucrative is because uh, sometimes these deals come with warrants. Uh, warrants allow you to buy more shares of the stock in the future at a fixed price, but don't require you to do so. So take that same example, a, a 20 cent company um, trading at 25 cents, you buy shares at 20 cents, Let's say they come with a full warrant at 40 cents, good for the next two years. So at any time in the next two years, if that stock goes over 40 cents, no matter how high it goes, if it goes to 50 cents or if it goes to $50, you can buy shares at 40 cents. Um, is the same amount of shares that you purchased uh, at 20 cents because it was a full warrant. Um, that's very lucrative. Um, and we've been involved in stocks where uh, the warrants allowed us to make a lot more money um, one of which is uh, Patriot Battery Metals, which is the um, the best private placement that that we've recommended as as part of private placement Intel. It was Gerardo's deal. Um, that was a 16 cent financing. Uh, so shares or units were sold at 16 cents and it came with a 25 cent warrant. Well, those shares went all the way to $17. So not only did we have over um, a 100 bagger from our 16 cent shares, but we were also able to buy additional shares at 25 cents. And that's really lucrative when the shares are trading um, in double digits uh, over $15. Um, and the, a third reason that these uh, private placements can be so lucrative is because they're done typically um, early in a company's life cycle. Um, as I said, these are companies that are either pre-revenue or pre-profitability. Sometimes they're uh, brand new deals, uh, IPOs, companies that are just being formed. And so uh, they haven't had a chance to trade yet or be bid up by the market. And as, as a private uh, investor, an accredited investor participating in a private placement, um, you have one of the earliest, if not the earliest crack um, at providing capital to that company. And so and people talk about getting in deals early and ground floor deals, basement floor, et cetera. That's what this is. This is um, early stage deal flow, um, the speculative investing in, in, in typically tiny companies um, that, that can deliver multiple baggers um, on your capital. And, and they typically happen in, in certain sectors uh, because those sectors lend themselves to, to pre-revenue, pre-profitability companies, namely um, junior mining, because you need capital to find something to explore a property, um, the cannabis to a certain extent, because you need capital to um, you know, buy a facility, um, or, you know, buy your initial plans. So you're set up your lights, et cetera. Um, medical technology, because there's research and development R and D to prove out a product, um, and, and do a report on it and do tests, et cetera, before you can, can sell into the market. And so these sort of industries where capital is required upfront, um, before you can sell your product or before you can scale or, or, or industries that lend themselves well to, um, private placements. Um, is there, the next question here is, is there a minimum required to invest? Sometimes, especially in super early stage deals where um, they're trying to um, make sure the, the people who they're letting in are 
um, reputable and high net worth and strategic and can help them down the line, they'll say, you have to put in a certain amount, 50 grand or 100 grand. But often um, there is no minimum. Um, you can put in a thousand or 2000, though, um, I will tell you, um, that's likely not beneficial to, to you to do that because, um, there are some costs involved in doing this. Uh, you do need a broker. I'll speak about that in a second. Um, you will need to wire funds. There's wire fees involved in that. And so, um, you don't want to nickel and, and dime yourself on just investing a thousand or $2,000 because, um, the fees are going to eat into your returns and it's not worth a lot of people's time to deal with the paperwork involved, the broker, um, et cetera, get you on the, um, expression of interest list for, um, that small of amount in some cases. So uh, you should shoot to be writing at least five to $10,000 checks into, into these deals, uh, should you choose to participate in them. Uh, and we definitely have clients and, and members that, um, write much larger checks into these deals, um, $50,000 and, and six-figure checks in some cases. So no, there is often not a minimum, but uh, to make it worth everyone's while, you should be um, working with a sizable amount of, of capital. And, um, you know, again, you have to be an accredited investor. So the, the assumption is that you're a high net worth individual or investor anyway. Speaking of brokers, do you need a full service broker to participate in these deals? I would say, yes, you need a full service broker. I have a couple of them. Um, we even make some recommendations of, of brokers we know um, in private placement Intel, which is Gerardo and I's uh, private placement service where we vet and provide access to these deals. Um, and that broker is going to um, help you get your shares um, in, from the company, either through physical certificate or through a DRS statement, a direct registration statement help you get those shares into your account, uh, help you get them what's called cleaned up. Uh, and that involves getting the legend removed off of them. Um, but one important piece of information you should know about private placements is that you're buying unregistered securities, which is um, one of the reasons the government says you need to be accredited because they're risky. So that means they come with a legend, um, uh, which has an associated hold time of, of four months for uh, investors who participate in these uh, private placements, which means you need to hold your shares for four months before you can sell them. Um, and they have a legend, the shares have a legend on them that says that. So um, after four months, you can get that legend removed. There's a legend removal process and a form that's required for that. Your broker can take care of that for you. Um, and it, just in general, it's, it's going to behoove you to um, uh, have a broker handle these deals for you, whether, um, or not you're in, um, Canada, the U S or elsewhere. And, and I'm a U.S. citizen and I have a, a broker here in the U S and I also have two brokers in Canada to help me with Canadian deals and, um, some gray market deals in the U S like cannabis, for example, where, um, U S citizens aren't allowed to invest in them, but you can have a, a Canadian account to do so. Um, getting to the end of the, the list of frequently asked questions here about private placements um, is how do I find these deals? Um, and I, not being me, being you, the viewer, how do you find these deals? How do you get access to these deals? Um, you know, it's often said that the rich get richer. And you can see here that um, I've just outlined why these deals are lucrative and that you have to already be a high net worth to participate in them. Um, and yet the problem is a lot of investors the members of, of our service, private placement Intel, don't know 
um, how to go about sourcing these deals or get invited to participate in them. One of the uh, sayings is, you know, in the room, in the deal, which means if you're, you know, at the meeting or at the dinner where a deal is formed or conceived, you're often invited to participate in it. Well, we're at a lot of those dinners and at a lot of those conferences, and we have a network that um, often shows us deals to participate in. And that's how that's how we source a lot of these. So Gerardo and I are always looking at um, new deals. And as I said earlier, I've invested in over 100 private deals at this point. Um, and so we have deal flow, what's known as deal flow. We see a lot of slide decks, um, new ideas, and, and we vet those. And ones that we like, we um, participate in and or we send along to um, members of private placement Intel that um, pay us to vet and provide them access to private placements. Um, otherwise, you're you know uh, doing your own diligence, right? Looking at filings, CDAR filings, et cetera, um, to see you know what companies are raising capital and vetting them yourself, and then contacting them and and hopefully letting you in. Oftentimes, they're not going to do that to let you participate in their deals unless they can't raise the money themselves, and then. Um, that should be a red flag you have as an investor um, is why can't they raise the money themselves and then why are they in, in, inviting me in? So uh, those are some of the the questions that we ask. That's some of the diligence that we do uh, and some of the service that we provide at, at Private Placement Intel. And just wrapping up on that, um, a lot of people wonder how these private placements show up in the, in the public float or share count um, and do they lower the stock value initially? Um, yeah, stocks have a share count um, that determines their market cap, right? Share count times share price equals market cap. And when you issue more shares, you know, even if you're selling them privately in a private placement, that does make the share count go up, um, which can make the share price go down, known as dilution. Ultimately, in capitalism, which is the system we operate in, um, the capital you provide the company with, um, it will be used to generate shareholder returns, right? To do something that creates more value than the capital you gave them. Um, and so, yes, this uh, private placements increase the share count because you're selling shares, but um, ultimately it's to acquire an asset or do some development or some research or uh, produce a product that is going to produce a profit or um, be get a higher share price because some milestone was met. And um, in that vein, the share counts matter, share structures matter, the, the management teams matter, the type of business matters, where it's operating matters. Um, all that stuff is important. And then those are the things, again, that we do diligence on and research. I um, mean, we don't put out deals unless we're um, confident that we would be putting our own money in them as well. And so the last thing there uh, to note is hey, we have a lot of small business owners, doctors and dentists and and things on our list that have capital that have done well in business, in life, um, that own businesses that, that generate profits. I mean, they're looking for a place to, to put those um, returns or that capital that they've made from their business uh, or their private their endeavors. Um, and we hear that a lot. Like, you know, Nick Jordan, we have capital. I've had been successful as a dentist, uh, owned a practice for 30 years or whatever it is. I'm looking to deploy some of this via private placements. Uh, that's sort of the the audience here, right? An accredited investor get two to three hundred thousand in income um, or a million in net worth that can write ten, twenty, thirty, sixty thousand dollar checks into these investments. Um, and then just a bit about returns, um, I, I wanted to talk about for a second. So here we are, we're kicking off twenty twenty four. I want to talk about some of the closed gains that we had with private placement Intel in in twenty twenty three. We had um, 
one six hundred and sixteen percent with a lithium company called uh, Critical Elements Lithium that we funded in twenty twenty at thirty cents. Uh, we were selling shares this year at, at two dollars and fifteen cents. That was our biggest winner this year. And we also had a hundred and forty one percent winner that we sold in a uranium company called Encore Energy that uh, we had our shares at a dollar eighty. And we were selling them this year at four dollars and and thirty five cents, uh, and then many other double digit winners, and and those are ones that we closed, that we took off the table, um, took our profits um, from this year, and then um, open ones, uh, way too many to list, but it's worth noting that the average, I'm talking about the average here of several dozen uh, private placements that we participated in but haven't sold, the average return is two hundred and fifty percent. Um, and some of that has to do with those outsized returns I mentioned, like um, we're up over 6,000% on, on Patriot battery metals from the initial position um, and 3,800% from the warrants that we had. And then I'm just scrolling through our holdings right now, right? Um, up 183% on Aldebaran resources. Um, at 356%, we're currently up on Bravo Mining, having financed it at $0.64 cents Canadian and now trading near $3 Canadian. So um, these are the returns that we're targeting here. Several hundred percent to um, over 10 bagger returns. It's the most um, consistent way that I've found to, to get these sort of returns in the market. I've been investing for a long time. Private placements um, are the way that I've built the bulk of my investment wealth, my market-based wealth. have had several 10-bagger returns. I've had several warrants that came in the money that I exercised, um, which I talked about being uh, one of the reasons that private placements are so lucrative. And so um, this is a, a lifestyle for us. We are you know, private placement investors. We're always looking for deals. Um, and people subscribe to us via private placement intel to get access to those private placements that we're investing in. So um, if this intrigues you, if you want to learn more, if you'd like to get access to those deals, we'll provide links um, wherever this video ends up. I know it's going to be on YouTube. We'll have it in the description. Um, and we encourage you more to check and we encourage you to check out more about private placements um, uh, via private placement Intel, which is the name of our service. If you are interested in them, um, let me see how long I've been going because this is a podcast after all. Oh, that was pretty good length here. So um, hopefully that was intriguing. Um, Again, we'll get back to the normal format of this podcast uh, in the second week of 2024 here, get back to our market-based talk, um, et cetera. But um, with Gerardo not here for the week and it being sort of that um, in-between week here, you know, the end of the holidays and such, um, I thought I'd take a couple of minutes and talk uh, exclusively about private placements, our experience with them, um, and the questions that we see come up time and again. Uh, when dealing with private placements and, and people who aren't familiar with them. So by all means, uh, get in touch, subscribe to Private Placement Intel, um, or reach out to our customer, customer service team to um, learn more about uh, how we can help you source uh, vet and, and get access to private placements. Uh, on behalf of uh, Gerardo Del Real, I am Nick Hodge, and this was episode 250 of Investing in Bizarro World. Hey there, you independent-minded investor. If you like this video, make sure to tell us so by clicking the like button below. Subscribe to our channel so you never miss another one. And share it with everyone you know on social media. You can also click the link in the description below 
to check out more information-packed videos just like this one. Thanks for watching.